Welcome to the NACA American Dream Program. Each week, we'll talk about how NACA is revolutionizing mortgage lending with the best mortgage in America. It's no down payment, no closing cost or fees, no PMI, no consideration of your credit score. And guess what? It's at a below market fixed rate. NACA is just relentless. This is the NACA way. America's American Dream Program, live for you as always. We take live questions at 833-771-0500. We have an awesome show. Awesome, awesome, awesome. She's always awesome and on the block, helping us out, helping us get those hand things through, trying to figure out what we need to do. Tammy Johnson is not, she is not, I repeat again, she is part of our show. She's part of the NACA Live Show family. She's just on here today with us, helping us out, giving us more information. But before we get started with Tammy, Anjanette, what's going on? How is it over there in Texas? What's the weather like out there? Oh, it's hot and spicy here in Texas. Good afternoon out there in Nacolodian. To all my Nacolodians out there in Nacoland, hello, hello, hello. This is Anjanette coming live here, wanting to let you know that today is the day that you should be out in this Texas heat in this Atlanta sunshine, <laughs> you know, uh, just realizing your dream of home ownership, riding around in the hood, looking for these, these, uh, prop, these properties and, and all kinds of opportunities. You know, one person's trash is another one's treasure. And we're here to talk about that with our hand and uh, rehabbing property and things like this. So we got the guru who is not a, not a stranger to you. That's what I call her. She's a guru and not a stranger to you. And so we got uh, Grace in us today, and our hand department, Tammy Johnson, is back by popular demand. I know a couple of you guys have been asking us, when are we going to get that hand lady back on? Uh, one guy <laughs> called it a rehab lady. And I was like, and you know what? You would think that that sounds, sounds you know, kind of negative. Where's the rehab lady? But I'm telling you this. Back in the day, it never was a lady doing rehab. So our, we, got a, we got a girl up in here, one of our own. We got some sister power going on up in here heading, directing, and leading our rehab department. So I'll carry that badge and wear it with a, look, I wear it as a badge of honor. But before I get Tammy back on here and tell you all about the magnificentness she's bringing to the show today, I want to remind you that this is our last show that we're doing right here in, on site. The next show that you hear from us, we will be, guess where, Damien? Where? Tell us. I want to know. We're going to be in New York City. Ooh. Guess what? I'm, I'm going to get get my apples ready and everything ready. Red shirt, red apple, red bottoms, whatever. Ooh, all right. Bottoms. I'm just joking on that. But anyway, we're going to get ready because June 23rd through June 27th, we are going to spend five days in New York bringing America's best mortgage to you where we're going to have the purchase program, rental assistance, mortgage assistance, and more everything under one roof. We're even doing a job fair there. So come out there to the World Resorts, the, the Casino World Resorts um, 
out there in Queens, New York. And so June 23rd through the 27th. And for more information on that and to register, you can always check us out at www.naca.com. Hit that registration button and get on out there. If you are currently a NACA member and need and waiting on an appointment with your counselor, you have your documents uploaded, you're working through your conditions, you got all this stuff done, you are ready for your appointment, get out there and come straight to the counseling floor. There's going to be hundreds of counselors waiting to assist you and go ahead on and get you through the qualification process and maybe even further. If you're new to NACA for the very first time and want to just get your NACA ID, come to a workshop here a little bit more, hit that registration button and register to attend a workshop. There's three going on daily, nine, one, and six. There are three workshops going on daily just for you. So get out there. Don't see me there. I want you to beat me there. I look forward to seeing you, Damien, and I will be out there with golden gloves and a smile ready to take you on and all your questions to help you get one step closer to your dream of owning a home. Damien, Tammy is here. Tammy, we got literally almost 20 years, 20 years of tenure here at NACA. And she's bringing us, bringing us all the information she has to get you inspected, get your home inspected, get everything done. Tammy does a remarkable job of making sure that the home that you go and live in, that is built to last, that is sustainable and that is you is you continue to understand the importance of maintaining and keeping your home and the one thing that i do appreciate hand for is not putting you in a property that you're going to have issues with later and always 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 people want to know about hand what is hand what's the purpose and we got the lady in charge the lady in charge the lady in I charge ain't even mad. that's going to do it and she's not just the lady over rehab the rehab department but she's a texas girl and i I know she drives a Texas truck, so a Texas truck, so she takes it strong. Tammy, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I prefer rehab woman, but there yeah. you go. <laughs> the rehab. <laughs> Thank you for bringing me back on. I'm I'm very excited to be back. We always have some great questions. Anything I can do to help anyone out today? I am all ears. Uh, give me what you got, and I'll get you started on the straight path of where you need to go. Looks like we've got some questions coming up early, so. We do, but Tammy, can you just tell for the new listeners, what is the purpose of the HAND department? That's, that's a good question. So HAND is the Home and Neighborhood Development Department. We were created uh, early on in the NACA inception. It's the, the NACA organization is focused on helping low-income minority communities obtain home ownership. The focus is broken up into uh, two to three parts. The first part being just getting counseled for a payment you can afford. Once you've identified what type of mortgage payment you can afford, and that's principal, interest, taxes, and insurance, the whole kit and caboodle, can you afford this payment every month? Then you would get qualified and sent out shopping. When you come back with that property, we're going to look how that sales price is married up to the payment that you qualified for. And if it's at or below, you would be able to proceed with the bank application and and look to buy that home. But right between finding the house and closing on a house, we need to determine the condition of the home. The condition of the home is key because a lot of people can make a payment. But I always ask the question of the members that we're working with here in hand, I see that you can make this payment, but can you care for this home? 
Do you understand what it takes to care for a home? You've always had a landlord that you could call to fix things when they break down. Are you ready to be fully financially responsible for this house when you close? Because that's what happens. You're fully financially responsible. NACA nor the lender have the avenue for you to come back to get repairs made or pull out more money. It's not an ATM. It's a mortgage loan one time. So we look at the condition of the home. So before we can really talk about you being able to care for the home, we need to understand the condition of the home. So HAND was created to identify property-related conditions and identify how those conditions will impact a mortgage payment. You have to be able to not only make your mortgage payment every month, but you got to be able to take care of that house. Things break down, especially if you're buying a pre-existing property. Even new construction properties built within the last 10 to 15 years, we're seeing members come back very early on because those homes were just pushed up real quick and put on the market for sold. And uh, the one year warranty on a new construction just doesn't you know, pay off when you need to take care of some expensive things. So we're looking at your uh, savings pattern. Do you have the capacity to save every month to prepare for the unforeseens? We're gonna look at code safety health repairs and we're gonna require those repairs in order for the property to be eligible for purchase. So just like you got counseled and qualified for a payment, that house has to get um, reviewed and determine how it impacts your affordability. And if you have room, you can add a rehab escrow and do, do some work to the house after you close. If not, you need to negotiate with the seller to do those repairs. This property may not be eligible for purchase. And you might have to go out looking for a property that's a little bit more suitable to your affordability. So there's a lot of things that go on in the hand department, but we're all focused about now that you've been counseled and qualified and ready to buy, are you ready to take care of a home? Are you ready to be engaged with the management of a home? If you're going to do a multifamily, are you ready to be a landlord? We don't do any landlord training in the hand department, but we look at the affordability of taking care of not just your home, but two, three, or yeah, I'm sorry, two or three other units that are going to be managed and you live there on site because that's a, a requirement, owner occupancy, are you ready to be an on-site landlord? Is that the right thing for you? So we're talking about a lot of things that maybe your counselor or your real estate agent might not have uh, gotten up to date with you, but we're all tying it into affordability. And if it works, we'll package you up and get you ready to become a homeowner and work with you on a rehab if that's the way you wanna go. Good information. Excellent wow. information. You guys throw some hearts up for Tammy Johnson, who is dropping knowledge on us here. Tammy, is it okay? I want to get started with the questions because I see the phone lines are ringing. 702-702-702-702. I hear you. And we got 513 as well. But we're going to toggle back and forth between our phone calls at 833-771-0500, as well as your questions on Facebook. So I see you coming, Alex. I'm coming to you in just a moment. First question, Tammy. Do you have to find your own contractor or are there some NACA approved certified ones that we can use? Okay, so that's a loaded question. So I'm going to start uh, from the beginning. We don't have contractors. NACA doesn't employ licensed professionals that you will need to work with. We do have general contractors that are registered with the program. Oops, sorry, guys, that was me. And um, they came to us from other NACA members. So that volunteer activity that you have to do, you know, all members have to volunteer five actions, activities a year. Well, I give volunteer credit for anyone that registers a new contractor with the program. Why is that important? Because that's how members get access to already registered contractors. So we have a list of registered contractors that came to us 
from members like yourself and real estate agents in the community and other contractors, believe it or not. And they register. Um, what do you have to do to register? You got to be licensed. You have to be insured. You have to have a valid tax ID so that the lender can pay the contractor when it's time to pay them. Uh, contractors have to agree to the program guidelines, um, offer fair, affordable prices, no discrimination, uh, availability, work at least three to four days a week on an open project. Don't just show up one day and then come back two weeks later. And so we're looking at customer service related issues. If those contractors would meet those criteria and the payment guidelines, they're registered. You can work with any licensed contractor of your choosing. Um, if you can't find someone, we will give you guidance on where to look, but NACA is not responsible for locating contractors. So if you do want to undergo a rehab on your transaction, you got to be prepared to take the commitment and the rehab escrow guidelines that come with your mortgage. Because if you don't finish the work after you close, the lender has default actions they can take against you. So it's a lot of responsibility. When you start working with HAN, we walk you through and talk to you about the rules and responsibilities. We give you a lot of documentation. You got to read that information. Uh, contractors, you know, if your dad's a contractor and you want to work with your dad, we'll have a conversation with you about that. But we don't work with members to do their own work unless they are licensed, insured, and have a valid tax ID. Because remember, you're buying this home with a partner. It's called the lender, and they're mm -hmm. going to protect their financial interest. And before, uh, until you pay that house off, they want to make sure that certain criteria is met license, insurance, tax ID. Make sure this person's going to do the work that, that they said they were going to do that was included in part of your loan. So, Tammy, let me ask you a question. Does that go the same? Um, because because we're doing virtual home buying workshops, we're no longer restricted to just the Atlanta area. It may be South Georgia, Middle Georgia, North Georgia. So does that go the same for home inspectors? Because it may not be any home inspectors on the home inspectors list that's down in Valdosta, Georgia. That's a great question, Damien. And this is a this is a growing good problem that we have. And I'll say I'll I'll kind of give you an example. We had a member call last week from uh, South Dakota. We haven't had a home sold up in South Dakota. We are exactly. so excited to go into that market. But guess what? That member is going to have a little bit more work on their hands because they have to find their own inspector. They have to find their own contractors. We have no relationships out there. So if you're coming from a market, we have no market share in. We have no history in. You're going to have to find your own inspectors and find your own contractors. But we're here. We're your partners. When you find someone that uh, you want to work with, we take over and we work with them to get them registered. And we have vendor uh, classes that we offer every week, walk the contractors and inspectors. Of course, the contractors and the inspectors have to agree to the program terms, but most of it is related to just being available, having fair, affordable prices, having a license, having insurance, and uh, for the inspectors using our free HomeGage software so that that inspection can be uploaded into our NACA link system for hand review and processing. If your inspectors agree to that, we're all on board. We want as many contractors and inspectors that we can add to the list as possible for use. But if you have a list and it doesn't have someone available in your area, you will definitely have to uh, do a little bit more legwork and find those individuals so that we can get them signed up and registered to work with you. 
Okay. And that does make sense. You know, you know, coming from the deep rural South, as I did, you know, we always got an uncle that can do roofing and plumbing and electrical. We know handyman. And so to hear you say that they have to be registered and licensed and things like that, that's across the board, right? Yeah. And so we have members who have family members that um, are in the business. But there's a couple of caveats to that. Number one, they have to be licensed and insured. But if we're financing money into your loan, it may not be possible that we can pay your daddy to do the work. Because if your daddy can do the work, you really shouldn't be financing it. Your daddy should be helping you out with that. So we'll look at you having the available assets to take on some of that work and we can waive it instead of adding it to the loan in lieu of making it a requirement we just waive it and let you take it on if you can show us evidence that you've got the family to support. We have a lot of members that are in the low income range and they cannot afford to put additional money onto their loan because they're already maxed out. If we show that they, um, if the NACA links system shows us that you have the available assets to take care of some of those required repairs in lieu of um, having the seller do them or adding them as a rehab, We'll look at that option for you. Our goal is to help you become a homeowner, but our goal is not to put you into a home that puts you underwater and then you can't afford to do anything else. We will we will say no before that happens. So it's got to be a balance and we got to be in this together. That's right. And that's good to know. And that's a perfect segue into Alex from Dallas. Alex Dallas, you're well, not from Dallas. Alex Dallas, um, your next question is rehab costs plus home price together must be within the total loan limits in the in the area for NACA. Is that correct, Tammy? Yes, there's a few factors. The purchase price plus rehab has to one be within your qualification amount. Right. If you go outside your qualification amount. It's not going to work. Number two, it needs to be within the loan limits for that market. And I think you're talking about max acquisition costs. Max acquisition costs um, have a limit in every single market where you are. That is the purchase price, any seller credits, um, any financed into the rehab. You cannot exceed that loan limit. Number three, if we are um, looking at value, the purchase price plus finance rehab cannot exceed 110% of the loan to value. So if your appraisal, if you purchased a home for $200,000 and your appraisal comes in at $200,000, grab my calculator close by, what's the max we can go up to on a loan amount, 110%, so 220. So if you exceed 220, we wouldn't be able to do that. We might be able to go back for a second appraisal if the improvements would bring additional value, but there's three factors. You can't go over your qualification limit, cannot go over max acquisition or max loan limit, and you can't exceed 110% of the loan to value, which 110% is very, um, very good because most uh, construction loans don't let you go over 100%. We have 110% because we know that your owner occupying this home and hopefully going to be living in it for at least the next five to seven years and you will get to that hundred percent. That's right. So later on, if you have to sell it for what you've invested, there should be some improvement. And uh, I just went blank. No, no, I totally get additional money to sell so that you're not upside down on the the deal. But for most part, you got to know those three factors and hand will always remind you of them. If you're, if you're wanting to talk to us about it, that's part of our under, underwriting guidelines that we work off of. Now, I do have a question with that, just to be clear. So say for instance, 
your affordability is 200. Um, you're getting a house for 190 and then the repairs come in at 20, which will put you over to 210. Is there a way to increase that affordability such as having your own money to buy down the interest rate or money from the seller, which would now push up your affordability? Is that possible or how does that work? No, it's very possible. And it's a good question, Damien. Um, it's one of the things that the hand department's very good at. We are partners with the real estate department, with our mortgage team. We are all um, underwriting, you know, in all areas. And if we see that you could go back and ask for additional credit from the seller, as long as you don't go over max acquisition, that's where all of these sort of kind of collide to, uh, into one another. As long as you're within the max loan limit, could you get a seller credit to buy down your interest rate to fit this within your affordability? So it's a balancing game. We're looking at those three areas. And if we can figure out some terms that'll get you where you need to be, even some of your own out-of-pocket money, instead of financing, pay for it out of pocket. We'll collect that at close and make sure that work gets done. We'll make that happen. It, it's, it's a factor that HAND is constantly working with you on if you are identifying a rehab option. And if you don't mind, I'd like to touch on one of the questions because it is a great question, Anjanette. And it says, my agent is constantly stating to find a home that doesn't need any work because I'll have to go through the rehab department. They mean HAND. And that will slow the process down. And is it just, and it's just not good. That sounds to me like a self-serving real estate agent who doesn't want to do any hard work. Listen, this is about you. And we, we hear from this all the time and, and kind of just rolls off of our back. When your real estate agent is trying to put you into a lane and keep you there, you might want to start asking some very important questions. What does this have to do with you, real estate agent? This is about me and my needs, right? Is the rehab process a little slower? Absolutely. You want us to slow and hit the brakes on that because we got to make sure we're collecting enough money because once you close, you can't go back and get more. We got to make sure that we identify what the conditions are because if we underestimate, and the key word is estimate, we are collecting a rehab escrow based on estimates you're going to provide us quotes, but those are estimates. They're not real until you actually close, identify a contractor who can actually now go into the property that you own and start pulling things back and looking around. A seller's not going to let you do a lot of pulling things off and pulling things back to look deeper into the house, right? So yes, it does go um, a little slower with the rehab, but the real, the, the honesty is hand clears our properties most of the time within five to seven days of you going to bank application. We're not the slow process. The slow process is, can you find a contractor to give you repair quotes? So before you go shopping, um, or maybe after you've been shopping a little while and you identify that what you want in your price range in a move-in ready condition just isn't out there. And maybe you need to start looking at properties that need some repair or even major improvement. Now you need to have a team ready to go. So do your homework, find two or three contractors that you can meet up with and say, Hey, I'm thinking about buying a house that needs to be renovated. And if I find something, can I call you and you can come out when I have my inspector out there and we can do all of this together. Because to be honest with you, the good agents, and they're almost always NACA in-house agents, they know 
I'm going to have your contractor out here at the same time with the inspection. Let's do this all at one time. Get a good idea of what's going on with the property. Your contractor is going to understand, you know, what needs to be added into the rehab. Because the reality is, is hand isn't telling you, you have to do this, this, and that. What hand is doing is they're looking at your property inspection and saying, these are the things that are defective that need to be cured. You need to go get a licensed contractor to go out there and bid that work and give you an idea of what it's going to cost and how long it's going to take to take uh, to cure those items. So we got to have a project timeline. We got to have a project cost, a contingency. Are we pooling permits? Do we need an architect? Are there engineers involved? Do we need to have abatement? There's a lot of mold, a lot of lead in these older homes. There's a lot of asbestos. Um, what, are those, what does that mean to my house? Do I have to do this? Or is this something that I can bypass? If I'm bypassing um, asbestos, is it safe? I have little children in the home. So hand is talking to you. We're coaching you and you're guiding you. But the contractors are the one that are really saying, this is what needs to be done. We will um, have final decision on what has to be done, but we're working with what you've provided us. The reality is you're telling us what the condition of the home is based on the inspections and the bids. And we're telling you how much it's going to cost to cure and to move that forward. We're in it together. Again, our goal is to make sure you can afford this long haul. Can you live in a home with no kitchen? No, we're not going to let you close on a house that has no cooking source. Neither will the lender or a note or bathroom. Things have to be livable. Um, Will we let you live in a house that has a kitchen and a bathroom, but maybe things need to be updated and you can do that over time on your own? Absolutely. We just don't want any outstanding code violations, safety health risks that will put you or possible tenants in jeopardy. You could lose a home as fast as you got it. So our goal is to make sure you have it for the long term. One of the things I wanted to point out on this question, Tammy, did you notice in 702, keep them coming, I'm getting your calls, um, that they're saying that they realize, they've come to the realization of saying the rehab is what they can, they think they can afford. They're trying to work within it, but the agent seems to be taking them outside of that. So your comment and your observation of the agent is very valid. Absolutely. And maybe sometimes the agent just needs an education, uh, also a Texas girl down here in San Antonio, Texas. And yes, I'm in a, a very male oriented in, uh, industry. And I was having a really good conversation with a couple of guys last week about some of the real estate agents, not, not coming through NACA, but just talking about the real estates in the community. And they tend to, their feeling is they tend to stray away to what they don't know. It's okay if you don't know something. It's not okay if you stray your client away because you're trying to maintain uh, your pride or your reputation. This isn't about them. This is about you. And I'm always very apprehensive about someone that's looking at a fast close. That means they're more concerned about the commission and their back check than in the long the payment that you're going to be making for the next 15 to 30 years. And you need to be very careful about that. I, I would like to also make a comment about this as far as in-house agent and outside agent. If you're working with an in-house agent, we understand NACA's process and how to work with the hand to make sure it can fit within your budget. However, this is something unique to NACA. So someone, an outside Mm -hmm. agent may not understand it the way that a NACA in-house agent would to be able to get you through the process. So they may be honestly avoiding because of lack of knowledge. But we do offer classes that they can take. So I strongly suggest 
that you see you and your agent take the hand classes so that not only you understand but your agent and if your agent is not able to get it down pat then you may want to consider some other alternatives but it may be that they just don't understand it because it, it's unique to NACA it really is so it's unique right. to NACA but it's not unique to all of the real estate investors out there that are buying up these homes True. and putting them for cash so sometimes they're just trying to keep you away from a good deal so that they can send their investor buddies over to it so there's a lot going exactly. on I've never thought about that exactly. for 20 years and the people that I keep an eye out the closest to is the real estate community they've always got a few agendas in their back pockets uh, we do have workshops. So Damien, thank you for bringing that up. Every Tuesday, we have a property qualification uh, workshop. And if you want to do a rehab 702, you got to go to a rehab escrow webinar. So you, if you're putting in paperwork for qualification, keep focusing on your qualification. Don't jump ahead of the game. Make sure you understand exactly what you're going to qualify. And that PITI is what you can do. Once you've got that financial qualification in your hand, now start looking at what's available in the market and how that plays out with um, a purchase price plus rehab. Start looking for contractors in the area that can part you can partner up with to, uh, when you're buying and call and uh, get them registered early. However, you don't need to have a contractor that's registered before closing to give you repair quotes. I just need to prove that they're licensed. If you want to work with them, their registration takes place after close. So where a lot of people say it takes a lot of time, it doesn't. We really streamline what you need to focus on pre-close, and then we give you time post-close. We want you to start your rehab project within 30, no more than 60 days after closing. We really would like you to have someone lined up within the first 30 days. But once you take possession of the home, you now have freedom to get as many people in there and bid out what you want to bid out. Uh, you're managing your own project. We're managing the disbursement of funds as long as it's within the guidelines. But those workshops will teach you all of that information, what it takes to get qualified and closed. That's the property qualification webinar and what your roles and responsibilities are in a rehab escrow. That's the rehab escrow webinar. They're every week. Go to them as often as you want. You can register anytime. They are free. We send contractors and real estate agents there, too, so that they are familiar with that as well. I love this next question, Tammy, um, because I am dying to know the answer to this. I found a property, and this is 702 again, maybe a different 702. I found a property that I, I have a main house. It has a main house in the front and a multi-unit in the back. The multi-unit is four units, plus the main unit is in the front. Can NACA help me get this property? No, that's a five-unit property, and that would be disqualified for uh, NACA eligibility, unfortunately. You cannot exceed four units. You cannot have more than four units. That's in our contract with Bank of America. So that's that's not an option. In addition, if you're looking at a property, you can't convert a property to make it eligible. It has to be eligible at the time of purchase. So if you're buying a single family property and you want to make it into a multifamily, we couldn't do it. If you were finding a, if you found a multifamily home and you wanted to decrease the amount of units. We cannot convert on our agreement. So it has to be eligible at closing, not to be eligible post-closing with the rehab. So understand what our limits are and don't waste your time on any properties that are going to fall outside those guidelines. Oh, hey, wow. Let me ask you a question going, going back to the question about getting the quotes and bids. So if ABC uh, Construction or Contracting Company gives me a bid, and that's what I submit to hand. 
do I have to use them after I close or can I decide that I found somebody else that I want to use after I close, after I've gotten the bid, the initial sure. bid? It's a very good question and um, very easy answer. You're not allowed to hire someone for a property you don't legally own. Okay. Okay. So all hiring takes place after close. Uh, we have a lot of members that identify who they want to work with and they end up working with them after closing. That's fine. But you don't own the home. So how can you legally hire them? In addition, this is very important. So Anjanette, you're member number one. Damien, you're member number two. And I'm member number three. We're all working with ABC Construction. We're all looking for a home at the same time. We all find a home at the same time. Unfortunately, I have a major renovation, so I'll probably take somewhere between 45 and 60 days to close because I got to get an architect and drawings and things that need to take place. Damien, you have a medium-sized rehab, so you'll probably close before me, but Anjanette, she just has repairs that need to be done, so she's going to close a lot faster. That's really how it works. So ABC gave a bid to all three of us. I have a major re rehab. ABC is going to get a big job from me, a medium job from Damien, and just some small things from Anjanette. We all close, Anjanette first, maybe Damien a couple weeks later, maybe me a month later. The contractors already picked up Anjanette and Damien to do the job. We at the hand department are looking at how many jobs these contractors are doing at any given time. And when we feel that they get past a threshold for customer service reasons, we take them off the list. I have a big job, but I can't use this contractor anymore because he's already got six or seven projects going that put them out past the 60 day start time that he can start on mine. Because remember, I got to start within 60 days. So I got to tell Tammy, hands telling me, sorry, Tammy, you got to go find another contract. I know you really wanted to work this, but this contractor is not going to be done for about 120 days with the current projects. And we're not going to let him take on any more jobs. That's interesting. That because Anjanette doesn't want to have customer service. Who do you think is going to get all the attention? I'm going to get all the attention. Why? One, because I'm bossy. And I'm going to make that contractor be there every single day. And I'm going to pull that contractor away from Anjanette and Damien because he's going to make money off of my larger project. The larger projects tend to pull these contractors away from the smaller projects, which are just as important. So Han puts a, a, a stop on contractors and it's, it's disappointing. So you always have to make sure you have an updated list and that list changes regularly. If I take ABC off the list today, and you got that list yesterday and you're getting them to do quotes. We'll take their quotes, but you may not be able to work because when you close, you pull up the new list. ABC is not there anymore because they got to finish their jobs. There's a lot going on. Wow. It's How do so they get the list, Tammy? I'm sorry? How do they get the list? The list is... How and when? <laughs> the easiest way to get an updated list is email hand at NACA.com. Put your name and NACA ID in the subject line. And we will send you an updated list whenever you ask for one. So email H-A-N-D at NACA.com to get a list. And right. NACA.com. Now, now, the interesting part of what you're saying is in that scenario, I totally understand why you took the contractor off the list because he's got, he or she is going to now give all the attention to the big project and all the little small projects are going to be sitting over there in the cut, just waiting, waiting, waiting. But do we notify the ones that are, that are actually requesting this, this contractor by popular demand or whatever the case may be? We because know. 
I could be like, oh, I'm so upset with hand. They won't oh, allow yeah. me to get my contractor. And it could come off as that. And that's not the case. You're doing it as a form of protection. We hear it every day. And we talk about this in our workshop. If we know you're working with them, absolutely. Hey, we call you up. Anjanette, I'm so sorry. ABC has been capped. You're not going to be happy, but you got to go find. That's why we always tell you after closing, look for at least two or three contractors. Pad your nest. Make sure you have enough there. Contractors get sick. This is this is the time of COVID. Contractors take vacation. Heaven forbid they take a vacation. Um, there's all kinds of things of what it's not just us taking them off the list, right? They also do other jobs outside of NACA. And they will call and say, Hey, I need you to take me off the list. I just took a big, very big project. I'm gonna be tied up for the next year on. Okay, call us back when you're ready. No. But if we know you're working with them, we'll tell you. If we don't know, we don't know. That's why whenever you call and you're talking about submitting bids, is ABC still good? Am I still okay? But again, always, always get at least two or three bids. You don't need two or three bids pre-close, but when you start go to hire, you need multiple bids to cover yourself. Now, now what happens here, Tammy? So ABC gives me this bid for totality 24,000. You've taken them off the list. Now I gotta find somebody else. But everybody else is ten more thousand more than ABC. How does does that need to come from me? Are we opening back up the loan? What's how? How does that money come from? That's a good question. It will come from you because we don't go back and open up the loan. That loan is closed. It is done. Okay. So this is why it's very important that Hand collects enough money to cover the cost. So Damien, if you were coming through the program and you wanted to do a rehab in the pre-close process working with hand you've got a repair quote that i know is under bid damien i'm sorry i know that you like this bid i like it too but i don't believe it's the right cost i'm going to say this is a twenty five thousand dollar cost not a twenty thousand dollar cost because what happens is you're going to sign a rehab escrow agreement when you close if you fail to do the work the lender's going to take default action to protect their interest and there's something called force work which means I got to now get a contractor out there to do the job and they got to do the job for what you have available. If you don't have it available, the lender's going to tack that onto your loan. Guess what? Your payment's going up. The lender can increase your loan amount for forcing the work to do the money. So I try to make sure that I collect what I believe is going to be the cost. We have a lot of members that are buying a home at their max and then trying to squeeze these cheap bids in there saying, oh, I can do a kitchen and bathroom renovation for $5,000. No, ma'am, you cannot. You can't do anything for $5,000. Your kitchen and bathroom is going to cost you probably $35,000 to $45,000. And that's, I will not sign off on a kitchen renovation that is underfunded because I will be forced to do the work on it. And now I have to make sure that, you know, your budget, and if it's not there, you're probably going to lose your home over that. And we don't want anyone losing a home. We all work way too hard to get you in the door. Absolutely. So if the costs go up because the bid that you got uh, was under bid, then you would have to pay the difference. If you can't pay the difference, you would be in default. The lender will do the work and they'll add it to your loan. And that's going to spike your payment up. Thank you. Good question. Anjanette, we got look like speed round. I know <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Oh, we I'll never have enough of Tammy's time and it, it's ridiculous. But Pamela and Joe, Lisa, I'm getting to you right now. Pamela is asking, what does the inspector look for when inspecting the home, Tammy? 
Very good question. I'm glad we're putting some focus on the property inspector. Property inspectors are also licensed professionals. They are all independent contractors. They don't work for NACA. You need to do your homework. We do have a list of registered inspectors. Um, the inspectors that you use have to be registered because they've got to use the free HomeGate software. Every inspector is licensed in the state where you're purchasing your home and they have to follow the state licensing requirements for inspecting a residential property. They are looking for code, safety, health violations. They're looking for anything that is identified as a defect or they do a lot of, uh, this, is, this is more cosmetic, but if you don't take care of it, it could get out of hand. So they're gonna, they're gonna identify anything that they see. Now, here's, here's the challenge. They can only inspect what they see. So if you go into a, an occupied property and there's boxes or, you know, a hoarder in the back room has saved everything from 1955 and they've got it all in that back room and you can barely get in there, an inspector doesn't move things because they're not going to take on the liability. The inspector should get up on the roof or at least use a drone. They should look in the attic. They should look under the house. If your inspector isn't sweating at the end of an inspection, you may not have had the best inspector because they need to work. They need, they are your um, guide to the condition of that home. It is not NACA's responsibility to identify the property conditions. It is not your real estate agent's responsibility to identify property conditions. As a matter of fact, if your real estate agent is trying to tell you about property conditions, they're distracting you from property conditions. Tell your real estate agent to please hold all their thoughts and questions to the end of this inspection. You need the inspector to be focused. So when the inspector shows up, no one should be bothering them. Let them get in there and start inspecting the property. You should be walking around with a pad and paper looking at things that you are concerned about. And when you're done with the inspection, come together. The inspector is going to walk you through everything they found. And you're going to say, well, I saw this. I saw this. And if they didn't see the things that you saw, push for a little bit more detail and make sure that they are giving you as much information. A licensed contractor is the second, you know, the backup to an inspector. They usually supersede a property inspector in their skill set on what can and cannot be done or what needs repair versus replacement. So having contractors um, look at things that you have concerns about after an inspection takes place, but inspectors should be able to give you a good idea of the condition of the home so that you can determine if you want to proceed with the transaction and get maybe contractors out there to give you estimates or if it's more than you want to take on and then you get your earnest money back and go look for something more suitable. Uh, Tammy, correct me if I'm wrong. If a home inspector goes out and say, look at the AC and the HVAC unit and it's fine, you close on your house 30 days later, 31 day, it breaks. It is not necessarily because it wasn't working when they inspected it. It just could be that it went out and NACA is not responsible for that. So I do want people to understand that some things may work today and 30 days later, they don't work. That's two days later after closing. We get calls <laughs> all the time of a leak. You know, when people are moving things out of a home, especially tenants who have no invested interest, things get knocked around, things get broken, um, things are just missed. The minute you close, you become the financial responsible party of that home. The air conditioner can, can be completely functioning at the time of inspection. 
And then two weeks later, that air conditioner goes down. That's what happens. Electrical shortages, the compressor goes out, whatever the case. Maybe you brought in a refrigerator that you just bought that pulled the load off of the panel that this house couldn't handle because most electronics Very today true. carry more electricity requirements than the refrigerators from five, 10 years ago. And now nothing works because you just had a shortage around your house for all of these electronics that you plugged in. One of a very, nobody asks an inspector or a contractor, how does the electrical panel hold up to today's technology? Do I need to update my electrical panel? Because I've got five big screen TVs. Our kids watch them all at the same time. We've got a wine refrigerator. We've got our big refrigerator. We've got a freezer in the garage. Oh, and we have the jacuzzi out back. The things that people plug in today blows my mind. Wow. And your panel has to accept that. And that's almost always why something goes wrong after closing because you've plugged in everything. Pop, guess what? you need some work done. And if you, if you pop your panel too many times on your compressor will go out all the things that those items are connected to. If it was, it was, I have a, a, I have a 40 year old air conditioner on the upstairs of my house. We, we keep that thing alive. We say blessings over it. We like candles. Um, but we know <laughs> one thing, if the electricity goes out, it's the first thing we have like, Oh my God, did our air conditioner go? Cause we just try to keep it up to date and keep it, you know, that's, and that's what a lot of people do. So you gotta be prepared for those things. And electronics is a big one. That's dealing with that Texas heat. And that is the nugget for the day because Tammy, as much as I think I know about real estate and looking for houses and going through property, that was one I never thought about. How much can the panel actually withstand? Because yep. you think the, all I see is I, I just want enough outlets. I'm a girl. I'm such a girl, y'all. I just want enough outlets so that when Christmas come, I can plug up my tree and all my decorations and I need an outlet on this wall, but never noticing how much the panel will withstand. And that's something I want to um, hit before we go. A lot of you are going to buy properties that were flipped by an investor, an investor renovation. They're putting in all those plugs to hit your, your, your hot points on your list, right? But did they update the panel? Are they GFCI protected? Did they even use licensed professionals to do it? If you're buying a home, this is, this is a, a, a passion for me. We see a lot of investors going out there and buying up these homes, getting them out of your hand, put them in their hands and, and doing bare minimum paint can make a lot of things pretty, but it doesn't make it better. You need to make sure that you investigate those renovated homes even more than the homes that need renovation. If you can see it needs renovation, you're good. But if you look and it looks perfect, and that house was built in 1901 and you didn't have a contractor come up behind you and test the electrical, test your electrical, test your mechanicals, look for telltale signs of water staining, previous water and smell, use your nose. If you can smell something, there's something going on and find out what it is. Don't buy a house if you can't identify where a smell's coming from. That's mold, that's potential mold, mildew, it's wow. real easy for an investor seller to hide things and they look beautiful. The number one reason I get postcodes call complaints and crying over condition, uh, property conditions, they're not these older homes that need renovation. You knew what you were walking into. It's the ones that were beautiful. They had all the plugs for Anjanette's uh, outlet needs 
but it never had an update to the panel and you know your house is a fire risk and you gotta you gotta do more to it than you anticipate it so be prepared for that on those investor flips they can be uh very alluring but you don't know what they covered up and you don't know what it looked like before they got their hands on it did they use license if you're negotiating to buy i want proof that permits were pulled on these renovations i want the ability to have a contractor That's to come right. in and check some of these things that's right. And the risk and cost later on is just not worth it. So nope. thanks for that nugget, Tammy. You are welcome. Joe is asking, what are the typical issues the hand department encounter that will slow down the purchase process? What's typical? A member purchasing above their qualification and trying to squeeze everything in after the fact. Everything stops the minute we know you can't qualify for a rehab. So if we already see you at your max, we stop. We pull back and say, you, you got to go back to your counselor. You got to tell. And the reality is, is unless something changed, did, are you saving more in your payment shock? Um, did you get a pay increase? Did you pay off debt? Because if those three, three things don't change, you're stuck at that max PITI and there's nothing we can do. So that's the main delay. People buying more than they can afford. Um, the number two reason, unfortunately, it's, it's somebody purchasing in a market we don't have a history in, and they got to look for all of those vendors from scratch. We're there to work with you, and we've got a team that will do it. Um, but yeah, it does, take, it does take a little bit more time. Those are the two main factors. Everything else is workable. And speaking will, of those- I will add ahead. one from my end, is when we get contractors out trying to get that doggone report can be oh my gosh you waiting two three days to get a report so making sure that you communicate how with your your person that you've chosen how soon will they get that 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 bid back to you to submit to hand and I, i'm gonna have to be a devil's advocate on this one damien ready you're Go the ahead. real estate agent in this criteria because time is money you're working on the due diligence time so i support you on that However, I'm the contractor. You want good bids or you want fast bids? Well, I don't necessarily, I guess what I'm saying is I don't, I want good bids, but a whole week, you've now taken me outside and they're not moving to, with the due diligence period. So I just, hear you. I hear you. But let me tell you why it could take a little longer. Okay. The price of materials go up every single day. If okay. they're going in and they're looking at doing some major framing, I need to do as a as your contractor, you want a good bid from me. I need to go check my homework. Has the price of you know the wood gone up? In my roofing, has the the material on the roof uh asphalt shingles gone up? Those go up almost bi-weekly. Contractors are very good at understanding their pricings for the most time, for the most time. But in this market, on a week-to-week, -week, and I'm married to a contractor. They are on the phone. They are calling their suppliers. Where are we at? Can you hold that price for me? They got to hedge that stuff. And they don't even know if they're going to get the job from you. And they're waiting for those people to call you back. So when I say, do you want a fast bid or do you want a good bid? Sometimes it takes time to get a good bid. If it's minor repairs, they should be able to do that for you fairly quickly. We could do that for you fairly quickly at the hand department. You can go with our estimates. And sometimes we'll tell you, we can estimate this out. We feel pretty confident with that. But this right here, you need to go get that price out. We don't know what the prices are right now. And, and prices go up on a pretty, it's getting harder to get your hands on um, 
metal type uh, construction materials, uh, glass. We had we saw a shortage of glass in the last three weeks that we haven't yeah, sold your windows. Well. You're doing yeah. windows. You could be waiting 16 weeks for windows. So mm. is the company going to honor the price if I order them today? But I can't order them today because you didn't hire me yet. There's a lot of complexities in these bids. So before you pick up on the pick on the contractor about how fast it took to get the bid, understand the complexities. I'm more worried about a contractor that can shoot you a bid in 24 hours than I am one that took three or four days to do it right. So just be mindful of that. I support your time, <laughs> but negotiate more time if that's what that we That makes need. sense. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I could go with that. I, I don't necessarily have to have it the next day, but just give it to me in enough time where I can get it to you guys to now look over it and then still get back to the seller to say, can we negotiate? Because sometimes it's taking three or four days. I get it. Like, and that's why we put our estimates on the NACA repair list. When you get a NACA repair list, that's the uh, list that comes out to you after we review an inspection report. We're reviewing worst case scenario. If you can work with those costs to do your negotiations, great. Could we come up short on our estimates? Possibly. We're usually pretty good and right on the money. But with this market, like I said, sometimes we're, we're either sitting back here going, uh, I think we're going to bump up this contingency to 10, uh, from 10 to 15% or even 20 because we need a variable. This could go, this could go very badly, especially if we're looking at a member that has one month, two months reserves in the bank after they close. There's no room for them to, uh, to have an error financially. True. And remember, right. once you close, you're contractually obligated to complete those repairs or you will be in you're default wrong. of your loan, Absolutely. even if you're making that mortgage payment on time. Absolutely. And that's a good caveat and something to remember. Lisa is asking, does a person who, who has to find their own vendor get volunteer credit for bringing the vendor to NACA? Absolutely. I will. And I don't have a problem credit. with it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good thinking, Lisa. And now that we get this question uh, quite a bit, especially when we're talking about multifamily units, uh, the landlord classes, does NACA offer them? And this is 702 again. So no, we do not offer landlord classes. What we do is we, um, every single office should give you some guidance or reference to who offers landlord training in your area. Most cities have some type of landlord training. Um, they're usually done by uh, real estate attorneys. Uh, you know, they're different from market to market. So I want to be very careful. The type of landlord training you need in Boston, Massachusetts is not the type of landlord training you're going to have in Texas in one of the markets here, or even the type of landlord training you're going to have in California. I would start online and look for um, landlord education through the city. If you cannot find something through the city, then go to your title company, go to, um, I just went blank, go to Home Advisor, go to the social, uh, the social media areas that offer services and look up landlord training in your area, not investor training. That is a different thing. And I think a lot of people take this uh, training, think they're getting landlord training and they're getting investor training. 
City usually offers it um, little to no cost. And the honestly, city does they, offer it, especially through the housing authority, Tammy. The housing authority especially offers it because there's a lot of uh, landlords that want to put their properties on Section 8 for the guaranteed, the guaranteed rental rates and things like that. So before they let them do that, they have these periodic, and I think they used to do them every month. It may be quarterly now, but I know every month, depending on the city you live in, they have these landlord training classes and things that you must know and taking responsibility, repair times and things like that. And it's offered through the city and through your local housing authorities. That's a good place to look. That's very good. And one thing I would just uh, encourage everyone, if you are considering a multifamily home, number one, you are an on-site landlord because you have to live in that property for the life of the mortgage. Number two, you are starting a new business and you need to be prepared. If you don't have enough time in your week to manage people who live right next door to you, um, this might not be something I would encourage you to do. Also, you got to have the financial standing because things happen. You can do a rehab repair with a multifamily home for the immediate needs, but there's always things that are going to come up and you've got to have the ability to have a continual savings uh, on the side for these unforeseen because you know they know where you live and they're going to be knocking on your door. My water heater is out. I need this fixed. Absolutely. So make sure this is something you can manage long term. Um, it's not for the lighthearted for sure. I can squeeze this in with you um, about the multifamily. If you're getting a quadruplex, when I get it inspected, am I getting each unit inspected or just one? Or how does that work? The whole house, Damien. Okay. I just whatever wanna... you're buying, we need the entire property, all units, interior, exterior, all outbuildings, any, if you have a pool, if you have, you know, a jacuzzi, yeah. all of those things, we want to know what the condition are they are in so that we can understand how this is going to impact you financially. And is this something that you can manage? If oh, even, we get an even septic tank, septic, septic tank. tanks, wells, um, if we get an inspection and identify those things are there and it's not on the inspection, we're going to reject the inspection. You're going to have some time. You're going to have to negotiate additional time to get an updated inspection. If we don't see it and then we get an appraisal and all of a sudden there's a pool that no one told us about, we're going to suspend the property pending an inspection of the pool. So make sure you inspect everything. Don't try to hide anything. It's very important because it could it could delay the process or even lose exactly. your contract. Okay. Yeah, good question. Thank you, Jamie. And we did it. We're right <laughs> on the cusp. We did it. That doggone Tammy. Tammy Johnson, thank you. I cannot thank you enough. 702, thank you for sure. We handled that. I, I found out that well, that is Las Vegas. So we Las Vegas is in the house. Thank you so much, everybody. Look forward to seeing you guys next week in New York. Again, www.naca.com. Check us out. Lock it down. Think it through. And there it is. Fast up, everybody. Thanks for listening. NACA's American Dream Program is a production of the Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America, a national nonprofit organization fighting for economic justice through affordable homeownership and community advocacy. To learn more about NACA and our advocacy efforts, careers, NACA's Best in America Mortgage, or to join a NACA in your community, visit us at NACA.com.